0: now listening to the Charity Church Podcast.
1: Well, hello, Charity family. We are back once again for a post-sermon podcast. This is Pastor Tommy D., and today we have a special guest.
0: Or at least a guest. Oh, you're special. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hey, Hey, everybody.
1: I'm Sean. And Sean is our uh, music and missions pastor. And so, the last two weeks, we, we did a, a short series called Made to Worship. So who better to have here than the one who leads us in corporate worship every week, Pastor Sean. Um, but the, the whole premise of this series was the fact that every single one of us are worshipers. And I know that most people do not consider themselves worshipers. Would you agree with that statement?
0: I would completely agree because we, we just kind of tend to— equate worship with only what we do on Sundays. So they don't, you know, am I a worshiper? Oh, well, I, I show up, but, you know, they don't think of themselves as a worshiper. But mm. but yeah, as you pointed out very nicely in the sermons, yeah, we are all worshipers as a Christian.
1: I guess I need to take this time to publicly thank you that Sean was definitely one of my ghostwriters for this series. <laughs> <laughs> I tapped into his knowledge on on this subject uh, quite a bit. But, you know, it's funny, We every one of us are worshipers, and even people who would say, no, I'm not. You know, I've spent enough time around friends and, and guys who would, you know, adamantly deny being a worshiper, but I've spent time around those same guys during football games or basketball games <laughs> to where I would say, no, I would beg to differ. You are definitely a worshiper.
0: Yeah, we are all worshiping something. We were made to worship. That's right. Uh, God made us that way, and but, you know, often we we turn away from God as our, our object of worship, and mm-hmm. and we tend to worship, you know, we just kind of follow
1: what our hearts go after. Let me ask you this. I um I don't want to say anything heretical here, but, you know, in the, the commandments, it says, have no other gods above me. And again, I, I'm not saying this is what is being said here, but like, there's nothing wrong with us. Uh, showing a ton of excitement when our favorite team's on Mm-mm. and they're doing good. There's nothing wrong with us having passionate pursuits that that you might even look at and say that's a you know you're worshiping that. But he's clear that of all those things, have none higher than me, right. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I mean because there I've been, I told you probably the biggest worship experience, if you want to call it that that I've ever been to mm-hmm. was a Super Bowl game. Brother, I was with about seventy-two thousand other people, and they were definitely in a state of worship. So, um, but I just want to make sure that we we carry that same energy and even more into corporate worship when we're together, uh, but also just day to day in the way we live our lives. I mean,
0: yeah, absolutely. And I, I, you know, if we want to talk about corporate worship, I mean, what better time to Mm. celebrate and be excited as when we're, you know, we're, we've come to worship the King of Kings and the mm-hmm. Lord of Lords. After all, He's done for us, especially. That's it, man. We should be, we should be really excited. We should be. I think we should be expressive, yeah, as, I do too. as you know. The Bible goes through so many different expressions of our worship, um, but often we just think we're supposed to sit and be quiet. And mm-hmm. you know, I think no, it should be absolutely the opposite of that is there a time for reverence and silence for sure absolutely but there's also a time for jubilant even loud in the psalms celebration
1: you know i think it would have been fun to have one more week to maybe even talk about that because the times you read about it in scripture man it is it is a celebration i mean there's clapping and there's dancing mm-hmm. and and then you read in revelation uh where they're worshiping him at the throne and mm-hmm. there's lights and there's sounds and Right,
0: and I'm, there's there's physical motion. There's bowing yeah, down. And that's right. There is singing, and there is the shouting. And yeah, we and I think we should we should reflect that down here on Earth.
1: Absolutely, and I yeah. you know I've heard it said many times. You know, when we raise our hands, you know, you can think about how when a kid raises their hands to you, uh, one, I mean, you, they feel safe. They want to be in your arms, and like you said, when you think about who he is and what he's done it only feels natural to, to raise your hands. I mean, and also raising your hands is kind of a surrender. It's right? a surrender. It's absolutely. a surrender. Like I, God, I'm surrendering everything to you, whatever I'm struggling with right now. I I, can, I know I can't defeat it on my own. I'm, I'm surrendering that to you and God, I just need you to carry me. And so like, <clears throat> I don't know. I, those are the things that I think about when I raise my hands. And, and one of the things I just want to encourage everybody is, just let that be a time of reflection between you and God, and really don't don't worry about what other people think.
0: Right, and Please. I, you know, and I will give you a shout out on your your Tim Hawkins praise <laughs> class. That was that was well oh, done, Oh, my man, and I learned a lot of things from that. But, Good, but yeah, um, even you know, as you know, that's just something you know that's that's funny we can laugh at. But but lifting hands that's is a, a it's a biblical um, thing that we that we. Um, we see in Scripture, and mm-hmm. uh, it's derived, actually, um, you think about when when even Jesus would lay his hands on an individual mm-hmm. to bless them, um, or if we're thinking about like an ordination and we lay hands mm-hmm. on someone to bless them, um, it's that same idea. And when um, someone in antiquity or in the, in the Bible would, would bless a group of people, they would raise their hands over them, over. and they would bless them. And that, from everything that I've studied, mm-hmm. is where we derive the raising of hands, we're blessing God in that way. Mm. And we, we need to do that. And the psalmist says, lift up your hands.
1: We right. do that sometimes when we have somebody come down front, you know, to pray over and we say, hey, if you can't make it down front, just lift your hands up over it, you know. Right. That's good. Yeah. Uh, one of the things uh, that we focused on was, where well, there were three things. One, the simple definition is worship is a res- our response mm-hmm. to who God is, and all that he's done for us revelation and response that's it yeah so once he opens our eyes to who he is then the only natural thing to do is to respond to that right so the three things were worship is a response worship is a lifestyle and worship is transformative but i really really like in romans chapter 12 verse 1 when he says um i I really like the way the king james says it but The ESV, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, so in light of everything I've said to you about who he is and what he's done, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, or the King James would say, which is your reasonable response. I love the fact that Paul is saying it's the only logical thing to do. Yeah. Right, and you know the culture and everything they they tell us we'll we'll let you have the faith. we'll keep the logic, And Paul just squashes that and he says, no, we have the faith aspect, but we absolutely have the logical aspect as well. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, completely agree, And you know it's a beautiful thing that you know you you kind of went through or to a lot of the original language, right. Uh, the Greek, and how colorful that is so underneath our our english language. and and that Greek word Latruo that means worshipful service is what he's using there. And that's just a, a beautiful word that says we we should worship in everything that we everything. do, everything mm-hmm. we say and do and think. um that should be that should be all to
1: him, all the glory to him and all that we do. you know, I've had uh, I think that's what um somebody. I think Matt Chandler teaches this. I think that's who, if I'm giving credit to the right person, great teaching pastor out in Texas. And he talks about how, you know, the things that we do in life, the things that we enjoy in life, obviously can be enjoyed by non-Christians as well. But his argument is never to the fullest extent that you and I can, because we do it in worship. So whether it is... A romantic relationship with your spouse, whether it's enjoying a nice steak, enjoying what you you fill in the blank, when you do everything you do for the honor of God, God it takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 10, 31, mm. <clears throat> whether you
0: eat or drink, That's right. whatever you do, do yeah. all to the glory of God. That's right. Yeah.
1: And I believe that when we are our eyes are open to that. When we are cognizant of that in the moment, it really does take it to a different level or as Marty Mm -hmm. would say, a whole nother level. (laughs) So, and and I I believe that's absolutely true. Yeah. Yep. Um, well the, the second message really, we're going to take this both, both Mm -hmm. messages. The second one was living that lifestyle of worship. So, the the first week was what is worship and why do we do it? The second one was really, I love how I've, I've, in the commentaries, you know, chapter 12 of Romans is kind of the commencement speech of Paul. This is the graduation ceremony. I've taken you to school, the first 11 chapters. You've come to the realization of who he is and what he's done. Now, here are your marching orders for how to live that out. And so this is his marching orders, his commencement speech to us. Uh, To live that lifestyle. And don't you agree that, like, if we're doing those things that he talks about, we've been transformed, changed from the inside out, that again, bringing it back to the corporate side, man, that's just going to be an overflow of that. Like, we've worshiped throughout the week, we come together, and I cannot wait for the opportunity to express that worship with a bunch of brothers and sisters in Christ.
0: Yeah. Seamless transition from our private Mm -hmm. worship into our corporate worship.
1: Yeah. You're ready to go. And why do you think there's such a disconnect for so many people? Why would you ask me that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think for all of us, we just, we get busy. I think we get busy doing this. We get busy doing that. Uh, We're working. We're we're watching kids, we're taking kids to baseball, we're taking kids to dance or whatever it might be. Um, and we just, we neglect our worship of God during the week. We neglect our time that we spend with him. Hmm. Um, and that's why we come in and we're just, there's that disconnect.
1: And I know you're speaking for both of us too. Like yep. we're not immune from that. Oh, we, no. Yeah. We can get unplugged and disconnected throughout the week. but absolutely. But even when that happens in those moments, for me, when we come together it's a great time to hit reset. Mm -hmm. So I can always tell like when I've been in, in that flow, really working on my relationship with God through the week, it is a seamless transition into Sunday mornings. But even when there's that disconnect, I still encourage people, man, like let that be a time where you hit reset and just be reminded of his greatness.
0: That's when the choice to worship comes in. Mm, like that's that. when whether you feel like it mm. or not, I guarantee you Job didn't feel like Come worshiping on, when everything was taken from him and mm-hmm. he was sitting there with boils and, and feeling awful. Yet he rose and he said, I'm going to worship the Lord. That's what I'm going to do. Well, that's good. Oh, It's a choice. Yeah. And man, it's amazing once we we make that choice and we begin to worship him, how much our hearts start to soften and change. Ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: In that moment. And even just, I mean, speaking of what we do, I know I'm not just uh making this up. There's got to be weekends that you don't feel like getting up and leading.
0: No, that's Almost most of it. Oh gosh! Well, you're an introvert, but I'm terribly an introvert. Yeah, which yeah. is so wild to me. Which he, is why I hate doing this right now.
1: Yeah, but but that just goes to show that God uses us in spite of he us. Does which is such a beautiful thing. Yes. I mean, uh, there's been times where I'm like, God, I am so scatterbrained in my own head right now. I like I'm so inadequate to lead anybody in anything right now, and yet through the power of the Holy Spirit. He mm-hmm. uses us in spite of us. And again, regardless of what we do vocationally, that should lead us to worship. Yeah. That should be the only logical response. Only logical response, indeed. Um, well, all right, well, he gave a list. I thought it was so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul is the king of run-on sentences. He's the king of long paragraphs to drive home his point. And mm-hmm. I even made a joke, and it wasn't a joke. It's really, it's based on reality. There are times where I have to just read one sentence from Paul, take a breath and like go back and read it two or three times like bro. Yeah. I like there's so much. But then in chapter 12 from verses 9 through 21, it's a completely different writing style. He literally goes rapid fire and in those few verses gives 31 markings of what a lifestyle of worship looks like.
0: Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, we should we should set up and take note.
1: Oh. Yeah. So good. Uh did any of those in particular just jump out to you? This is where he, I, the thing I that jumped out to me is just how the the foundation for it all was let love be genuine or mm-hmm. don't let your love be hypocritical. So the entire foundation of everything he's about to say has to be grounded in love.
0: Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. And when I you know, when we were going through that list, I kept waiting for, for one that I didn't struggle with. Mm. <laughs> you got to the end of the list, and I'm like, well, didn't check one of those things off. Struggle with all list, of them. Oh, I struggle with every one Absolutely. Of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Well,
1: and again, really what Paul's doing is he's painting a picture of how Jesus lived his life. Yep. And I, I in premarital counseling, I always do the love challenge. First Corinthians 13, the love chapter, replace love with your name and what you just said, okay, love is patient, or Thomas is patient. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm starting off terrible. Thomas is kind. Well, I try to be, but that's as long as people are kind to me. And I go through that list, and I'm like, man, I really stink at this. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Replace that, though, with the name Jesus, and he's the perfect personification of it. Absolutely. So I, I believe that this list, while we probably all struggle in it, mm-hmm. is one of those lists. This is a kind of a shining a spotlight on what our sanctification looks like. Yeah. Like I'm better at these things now Mm -hmm. than I was when I first came to Christ. Mm -hmm. And I'm encouraged to think that, you know, 20 years from now, I'm going to be better at these things than I am right now. So
0: Yeah. And we can say that because it's Christ who lives in us. Correct. The life we we now live, we live by faith in the Son Mm -hmm. of God who loved us and, and gave himself for us.
1: Yeah, nothing to do with us and our <laughs> own strength, because we're going to fail miserably. <laughs> we're a mess. You you used my favorite scripture, my favorite verse in scripture on Sunday, just in between songs, Second Corinthians 5.17. Mm-hmm. Can you just talk about why it's so important for people to hold onto those truths? So Second Corinthians 5.17, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ is a brand new creation. Mm-hmm. The old life is gone. Behold, a brand new life has begun. Like, how does that translate into worship? Oh, how do you
0: word that? Um, the old has passed away. Like I said, with that, using Galatians two twenty, uh-huh. you know, our, we've been crucified, crucified with Christ, and He's the one that's that's living through us. Um, we we can't go down that list in Romans uh-huh. and accomplish any of those those things without Him living through us. So our worship, while we're worshiping Him, this is the weird thing, and is really it's hard to explain. While we're worshiping Him, He's the one who's worshiping mm. <laughs> through us. That's right. We we can't do anything without Him. Mm. You know, we see the verse: "All things are possible." Um, it's only possible because, because it's Christ in us, and us, and through us. That's right. Yeah. So He takes our worship and and He perfects it.
1: Mm. And I just I just want to encourage anybody out there listening, like that verse. Is one of those verses that's beautiful, but it's one of those verses that you've got to walk in, mm-hmm. because so many of us get held back. I believe in our worship because we allow the chains of our past to hold us back. But He set us free. I, I mean, I'm like the king of morons. Like if, if I'll agree, I'd have figured you would. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for me, like it's very easy for me to. Almost getting this "woe is me" complex, like man, God can never use somebody like you. Mm. But to believe and walk in those truths, no, that that old life is gone. Now walk in the freedom of this new life that He's given you. And and I think that when we get held up, man, really, all we got to do is go to Scripture and realize the kind of people that God chooses to use.
0: Yeah. Right, and that that's so freeing. Oh, to understand that because you. You can try and you can try to turn over a new leaf. You could try to do everything in your own power and we fail and we get depressed. That's right. Um, but when we just realize that it's him through us. That's right. Let him do it, man. It's, it's just relieving.
1: Truly. And so the bottom line, really, I think for the, those two weeks and it, it kind of goes with what we're saying that it has nothing to do with us, but a life that reflects Jesus is a life that glorifies the father. And then we expanded on that and said, so that is worship. When we bring glory, honor, and praise to God by reflecting the sun and what you've just pounded the drum on, that is only possible through the power of the spirit. And the beautiful Mm -hmm. thing about that is you see all three persons of the Trinity at
0: work. Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: So, Well, man, um, you got anything you want to say about this upcoming weekend? It's kind of the Super Bowl weekend for us.
0: We're excited about it. The whole weekend's gonna be great with Good Friday service at seven o'clock. Um, Marty's gonna be speaking about the cross, mm-hmm. and we've got some songs lined up about the cross and what Jesus has done for us, the sacrifice that he made. Um, and then we're gonna come in on Sunday morning and we just we just gonna Oh, it's gonna be a celebration. Let it rip. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So a couple of things on Good Friday, yes, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we are gonna have the Lord's Supper. Yep. Okay, and I believe that um, Friday is Friday is going to be a time where we're going to experience some freedom happening. I think so. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, just the order of service and what's planned. Please make plans to be here for that. If there's something in your life that's holding you down, this is going to be an opportunity for you to release that. Yeah. Um, and it's going to set up for Sunday. And I know Sean is humble, but just take it from me when I say. You don't want to be late. Make sure you get here early, regardless. If you're if you're coming to nine thirty service or eleven o'clock, get here early. You want to be here for the opener. And like you just said, man, it is going to be a time for for us to celebrate mm-hmm. the thing that sets Christianity apart from any other thing in the entire world. That's where our hope is. That's it. That's where yeah. our hope is. Yep. Yeah. Well, brother, I've enjoyed this. Looking forward to uh, just celebrating with you this weekend. Hope everybody uh, has a great day, and we will see you on Friday.